sent you to me I'm just hoping I don't repeat history Ariana Grande when you come on this podcast we're not going to talk about this audio clip girl I just needed an intro anyways Welcome back to the Shine Me Please podcast. I am your host, Brianna Silva, and today I am here without a video podcast episode. I know y'all love the video podcast episodes, but love, I don't like creating the video podcast episodes on my own. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience, and baby girl, it takes a lot of work. But what I can say is the sad bitch is coming out of her sad B-I-T-C-H chronicles because let me tell you, nah, let me tell you. That is incorrect. I am finally being rejuvenated and finding the willingness to podcast again and pick up the mic and get content out there for y'all because, um, girl, life's been getting crazy. Life's been lifing in good and bad and ugly, but I'm happy to say that I've been surrounded by nothing by love. So let me go ahead and catch y'all up at 2.54 a.m. on July 31st. Babes, first things first, if you're sub to the Patreon, then you know that there's been a special someone in my life who has been terrorizing me for the past few years. And girl, it has not been fun. She's been terrorizing me and all my peoples. Well... Let me just say this. She terrorized me a little bit more, but it's okay because like I finally found peace. I truly truly found peace and it taught me I need to listen to my intuition. Whenever my intuition is raising red flags, I need to listen to those red flags even when I don't understand them. When I don't understand them, I'm going to honor them and I know that the light will show itself. The truth will always persevere. If you want to know why the hell I'm talking so cryptic, go go subscribe to the Patreon. You can listen to me not talk not so cryptic about crypt. What in the cryptocurrency is happening with my speech, baby? I know it's about to be 3 a.m., but I am so energized. Not really. I think I'm more running off of adrenaline, but basically, yeah. I finally found peace in this situation because I finally got to clean up and like actually physically clean up um, 10 trash bags and two wagons full to be specific. I finally got to clean up everything and dump everything and take this as a new start. And even though it's a new start in the unknown of new roommates and new people and just new experiences that there's peace in that. Because the unknown can be good and it can be bad. But moving forward with just like an open curiosity or a neutral curiosity is good enough. Like it's good enough. I have to be curious. I have to keep moving on. I have to keep persevering. Like I need to be the Paul Revere. Okay. I don't know why persevering sounded like Paul Revere. And like I said it anyways. So yeah keep holding on because it's something done what is that song i'll find it later hopefully when i wake up and not when i lay in bed because i'm praying to god i don't actually pull an all-nighter on accident but yeah so i found peace in my whole little roommate situation and everything's been good life's great 
you know moving on i just came out of a twitter space okay so y'all i've actually been cleaning all day and so i saw this twitter space when i hopped on twitter and i actually had it playing in the background while i finished cleaning <laughs> and it was such a good space um we talked about some girl who was going viral um at famu because homegirl posted up naked at the campus like full on butt naked like y'all remember when vine was like butt naked nasty or nah yeah like homegirl pulled to that in one of the statues and i was like girl what so i slid in for the tea because um they were talking about it in the hbcu shade room talk space and i was curious and that turned from y'all what the hell is she doing why is she disrespecting colleges like this to at the end we all just determined it was for clout to just talking about life and actually getting to know these people and i really want to share my experience here because this is something that i never expected to experience and i know i've talked about it before but i know there's new people there's new listeners i grew up in a very strict catholic bubble here's the thing i didn't grow up in that strict catholic bubble believing everything within the strict catholic bubble I always felt like an outcast. I always felt like I didn't belong. Things weren't right. Dots were c weren't connecting. And I couldn't find a bubble to help me navigate those feelings. Because going to Sunday school, going to church, I was surrounded by people where every time I would ask a question like to church leaders about my religion and you know, what about this? From this point of view, I was told that I was a sinner for questioning my religion and questioning certain beliefs that I needed to take that up with God because if that's how I really think, then I should not be going up for communion on Sundays. And when it was like the topic of, oh, you need to always they weren't saying like you need to force your religion onto people, but they kept saying like being a Catholic means evangelizing. You were put on this earth to evangelize. You were put on this earth to know God and make him known. And you need to make sure other people know God. And if you see someone else sinning, it's actually a sin for you not to correct them. Like you should always let a sinner know that they are sinning because if not, you will go to hell for their sins because as Christians, we're not supposed to sit here and let someone sin. And I was like, but aren't we told that like you can still go to heaven? Like if you were unaware that you were sinning and they're like, yes, but like you as a Christian, if you know that someone's sinning, you need to let them know. And it's up to them what they do from there. And so stuff like that, where I was literally taught that, you know, I'll go to hell for questioning anything. I'll go to hell for literally minding my business and letting people live the life they want to live. Like, what is that noise? Is that my computer? Oh my gosh, it's my computer. Um, <laughs> I was like, what sounds like a plane engine about to take off? But it sounds like it was coming from outside my room. But then I like turned my head and I was like, wait, it actually sounds like it's coming from inside my room. What the hell? Anyways, so, you know, I grew up in that environment. And if I'm being completely honest with you, 
that was the only black space that I grew up in because the area that I grew up in was actually a majority Hispanic area. And the only time I was surrounded by black people was at church. And when I came to college, I found that a lot of the Catholics and Christians didn't believe that. Like, of course, you know, there's the few who did. And that would include the people who came here and said, like, holding hands makes you a slut. If you kiss someone before you're married, you're a slut. But, like, people knew that wasn't correct. And so it would become a whole show where technically a bunch of college students would sit around and laugh at them. You know, Sister Sydney and Brother Jed. Um, <laughs> they're always a spectacle. You know, there was a lot of extremist excuse me, extreme religion activities that happened. But I found that more people like recognize like that's the minority like we really don't think that way we're more loving and accepting of people and I'm not gonna lie to you like being open honest and a little bit ignorant on the internet I was like oh is this a white person thing <laughs> I'm so sorry is this a white person thing because for my bubble I didn't think black people like Christian like black Christians had that same outlook. I thought the black community was still very conservative religiously. And a lot of, well, I only know like what, one black Christian in my life who was devoted. And well, I think she teeters on, I'm a mind my business, but at the same time, I'm gonna let you know about God. You know, it kind of teeters that a little bit. And so Honestly, like just seeing how open and loving and accepting other Christians and Catholics were, I really was like, oh, this might be a white person thing. And I can't even sit here and like call out like my Hispanic friends or anything because they were also open and loving and accepting um, of all people, which is why I genuinely thought it was a black person thing, because like from my experience, because I didn't grow up around a lot of black people, you know, I'm so sorry if this is very controversial, but I just I want to speak my experience because I think it's important. Um, like the only black community that I ever had, like were very judgmental, forced their religion onto you and like belittled you. And so in this black space, the topic of religion comes up because we're black. Duh. <laughs> like we were raised on God. All of us were. So. You know, I I do this thing where a part of my code switching as someone who is constantly like, if you're black, you get it, the code switch, come on now. But part of my code switching ended up being, I realized that I act a lot more religious around black people and a lot less religious around other either majorities or minorities but like around black people I tend to be a lot more religious I tend to well look at God Ooh, ain't Jesus good like all of it all the sayings love won't he do it <laughs> like all of it I get I, I tend to come off a lot more religious than I am when in reality I would define myself as more of a spiritual agnostic person but like when I'm hanging around a group of black people you would think that I was a full-blown Christian that goes to church every Sunday. No, you wouldn't. That's a bit dramatic. Like, let's be honest. You would probably be like, she's definitely been to church, but I think she hates it. <laughs>
And someone, specifically the host of the space, decided to be brave and speak up and talk about their experience as an atheist within a family who doesn't support that and is actually very afraid of like their parents never accepting them for their beliefs and like their parents just come to just came to accept that like well you're at an age where we actually can't force you to go to church but like we don't accept what you do and again because of my bubble because of my experience like with religion around black people I was like oh my gosh this person's about to get tore up from the floor up there's like a hundred plus people in this group I actually think it was closer to 200 people in the group were all black because this was a black talk space like this might be kind of hard on this person and I just hope they don't eat him up too much right I mean hope they don't eat them up too much right um I was so shocked like genuinely shocked of the outpour of love and support and advice that came out from this space and I didn't realize how much I needed my religious black bubble to be popped Ooh, that sounded sexual I ain't mean it like that but like (laughs) I did not realize how much I needed that bubble to be popped to hear people say I'm Christian, this is my belief, but as a Christian, my job is to love you no matter what your belief is. It's okay if you're atheist, if your parents don't support that, like, who cares? Like, you'll find people who loves you, will love you, will support you. Everyone, like, let's give out hearts and claps to this person to, like, show our support. Like, we're here for you, don't worry. Like, I'm a Christian, but I'm not gonna sit here and force my religion on you. And to hear that, you know, I, it got to the point where even I was so moved. I was like, let me share my experience of like growing up in a very religious household and where I stand on religion. Like I relate to you. Here's how I found where my beliefs lie because I was starting to teeter atheist too. I was starting to say like, there isn't a God. There isn't any type of God. There's nothing there. Like we'll die and there's going to be darkness. There's going to be nothing. And how I came to find my beliefs and decided to land on I believe something's up there and I don't care. I don't know what it is and that's perfectly fine with me. Like, I just know that there's a divine power and that's all that matters. I don't want to define it. I don't want to think too hard about it. And like, that is what's good for me now. And it's perfect because I can still find a place within the divine where I am loved, where I can pray, where I feel like my pr- where my prayers get answered. And I just feel just deep-rooted love from the divine. And that's perfect with me. And hearing, like, even talking about, like, the religious trauma I experienced, and someone was like, I need to touch on this because I feel like a lot of people in our generation, we talk about this religious trauma, and, you know, it's very true. Like, it's very real. And realizing how many people... We're like agreeing to experiencing religious trauma and just religious leaders shutting us down and belittling us using the word of God, using God. Like I, I didn't realize how much I needed that. I didn't realize how important that was to me, which is why I'm like, I'm going to come on this podcast and I'm going to sound ignorant 
to some people. Some people might get where I'm coming from and will be like, okay, let's clean this up. But I, I am beyond a fear of looking stupid, recognizing that I will just sound stupid on the internet. This can go viral. Oh, well. But I'm talking about it because it's important. Because I know what it's like to feel so isolated, especially, especially in a religious group, to the point where part of my code switching, including, included religion, included how I talked about religion, and learning today that, no, that was really truly within your strict bubble. And it actually might be more of a community environment thing more than it is a cultural thing, you know? And that's just going to go ahead and have to, like, based off of your definition of culture, that might not be the right words, but truly, like, they said that there were even some older people in there. I don't know how the older people reacted to what we were talking about within religion, but everyone seemed to be around the college age and realizing, like, we all agreed, like, yeah, Religion is definitely hard with our generation because we're all recognizing that there's some religious trauma there and there's a lot of shame tactics that are used within the church to silence people. And, you know, I don't know if it's on purpose, but to truly make people feel bad. And it's causing a lot of our generation to walk away from the church. And so... To see how loving and accepting everyone was of no matter like what people believed and their journey and their advice instead was make sure you have people who love you and you don't need to necessarily go out, pick up a Bible and find God. But the way you find your faith is finding yourself. And when you find yourself and when you find love in yourself is how you find your faith. And moving forward, I'm taking the lessons from that Twitter talk space and I'm using it to move forward in the way I talk about religion. Because I always wanted to love and accept everyone, no matter their beliefs. And I've always wanted people to love and accept me, no matter my beliefs. But this gave me to definitely like, if I need to, if the time is right, if because I'm constantly... (laughs) back home forced to just be in so many leadership positions in the church back home like bruh they just keep forcing me I literally like called out one of the church leaders and said I have told you multiple times that I don't want this position and I find it disrespectful that you are not respecting my no my no is a no and their response was I do what the spirit calls and if the spirit calls then I then you have to answer the spirit And I legit was like, okay, well, the spirit told me no. (laughs) Spirit told me no. So my answer is no. And they basically like rolled their eyes and shrugged and was like, doesn't matter. The spirit told me to put you in this position. And then they get mad at me when I don't want to fulfill the duties of the position after telling you like for years that the answer is no. But this space gave me the courage to be able to go back and be like, I'm speaking up. Because so many people walked away from the church and the religion because they weren't given the space to speak up. And people shouldn't necessarily have to find the courage to speak up, to find the courage to stand in the face of shame 
and speak up for themselves. I'm sorry. While that might make a beautiful, beautiful movie plot line, it's your real life. And actually, like, standing up to an entire room that is about to shame you for the words that leave your mouth is actually very hurtful and very damaging. But I will do it when the time is right because I feel like it's going to come sooner or later within my church. I don't know why Miss Gandhi over here is feeling all high and spiritual and powerful, but girly, let's be honest, we prefer to run away from our problems. And you know what we use when we're running away from our problems and avoiding situations that we don't want to deal with? Oh, baby girl, let me tell you. Thank you, Brianna, for giving me that intro so I can talk about our next partner who has a product that I use literally every single day. I started taking AG1 because I always need an after-gym recovery smoothie, and AG1 has the perfect, and I mean perfect, amount of nutrients and vitamins to help my body recover after a good workout because you know a girl gotta get her sweat in i really be working on my fitness with one scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy girl basically it's whatever you need to stay healthy i personally put one scoop in my after workout smoothie and i'm good to go it's also lifestyle friendly so that means even if you're on a keto diet a paleo diet if you're vegan dairy-free gluten-free bad vibe free girl (laughs) ag1 can still fit into your daily routine and ag1 supports better sleep quality and recovery that's why i put it in my recovery smoothie after the gym And for every purchase, AG1 donates to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including the No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. So you're also supporting a good cause whenever you purchase from AG1. So take control of your health by adding one scoop of AG1 into a cup of water and start to feel all the amazing nutrients reviving your body. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'll also make sure to leave their information in the show notes because, baby, I know you want all that good, healthy, good, good. All right, now back to the show. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That is my phone and not the charger to my laptop so I can keep podcasting. Now, 
<laughs> something else that went down, y'all. Um. Oh, by the way, it's still a crock pot. I'm not finna lie to y'all. Not fins to lie. I was hoping that last situation was not gonna stay a crock pot. Remember how I told y'all? Ooh, like they could surprise me. They ain't surprise me. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. It's like day three. Going on day. I don't actually remember. It's either day three or four of like us not talking. I'm actually not recording this much longer after I recorded the clip of telling yeah, like officially telling all the whole crock pot situation. If you don't know what I mean by crock pot, go listen to the last episode and the episode before that. It's basically the keyword that I gave to a dating situation. Per. Now the fact that I literally editing this as I have a sneaky link coming over that is not crock pot, bitch. <laughs> The way I cycled through them. It's okay. It's okay. I'm still just kind of upset about it because he was tall and sexy and I wanted tall and sexy in my life. Okay. Okay. And he smelled good. <laughs> if you want to know why I smelled him, it's because I was laughing about a situation. But no, we were not wondering. Please move on. Thank you. Next. I just accidentally licked the side of my desk. I licked it because like I have a tendency to stick my tongue out with everything. For no particular reason. I guess I think I'm Megan the Stallion or whatever. And so when I tried to plug in my laptop charger, I stuck my tongue out, but I was too close to my desk and my tongue touched my desk. Don't get me wrong. Do I sanitize my desk? Yes. Was I expecting to lick my desk? No. I feel like I officially have monkeypox. Ow, my teeth are starting to hurt. My teeth hurt now. Um, <laughs> oh, the hypochondriac, or is it hypochondriac? I don't know, but my tooth is actually really starting to hurt. Anyways, that's definitely just a coincidence. So, y'all know when Drake said, I wasn't looking for your secrets, they just came to me in the Your Mind Still song? Um, with, what's that guy name? Young Blue? Blue Young? Something Blue. Um, <laughs> his name is Young Blue. His name is Young Blue. That's so off. And I can hear editor Brianna jumping in now to correct me. Um, I wasn't looking for your secrets. They just came to me. Yeah. So as I was in the Twitter talk spaces, right, Um, <laughs> I was going through and following people who I thought were pretty cool speakers in the space. And after I had followed this person, I saw this name pop up because you know twitter is like oh here's other people you might want to follow and connect with on twitter and i was like yo ain't this so and so from high school oh i'm not sure if it is because like this is her name some people from high school follow her it may or may not be so i went to click on her profile to double check if it was now i was told a rumor that this so-and-so person from high school was actually dating my ex-boyfriend from high school. And well, I when I first heard it, I was like, you know what? I believe it because they were actually best friends for like years, even before we started dating. And so I was like, I honestly always saw it coming because I knew she always had a crush on him. But it wasn't confirmed. So I was like, eh, it is what it is. 
um, well, I accidentally confirmed it because turned out it was so-and-so from high school and my ex-boyfriend was her header. And I just literally gasped and went, <gasps> and then it was a weird feeling of like, damn, I knew that the relationship wasn't meant for me. And so it was like a peace came over my body. And then I was like, this is what I get for being nosy. And I just slid out of there. I was like, I wasn't even looking for that. I wasn't being nosy. I was just trying to double check the Twitter Avi. But this is what I get for snooping. And so I wasn't looking for your secrets. They just came to me. And I know it wasn't actually a secret. But... I don't think I was necessarily the person who was supposed to see any of that. So, But I just thought that shit was so funny. And I'm talking about it because I'm hoping it's not one of those situations where you're like, you know, it doesn't bother you. But because it's so weird that you now know the information, it's just one of those things that will like pop up in your mind randomly. I'm hoping it's not one of those. Or I'm just like, oh, I can't believe that they're dating. You know, I don't want to think about it. I actually just want it to like be out of my mind. I know I'm at peace. But if it's like constantly slipping in my mind, am I really at peace? I don't know. That's a deep dive for a therapist one day. <sighs> Maybe two day. I actually do need to go do some therapy searching because I want to turn my dog into a cute little service dog, into a cute little emotional support. I want her to waddle around with me all day, every day. She doesn't waddle anymore. She lost weight. Her back knees work just fine. I thought we had to put her down for a second because she actually couldn't, like, pick herself up from the floor. Turned out she was just too fat. She Her legs couldn't carry the weight of her body. Now she's okay. She can jump back up on the bed again with me. I no longer have to pick her up. It was, oh, my God, I was going through it when my dog had so much knee pain that she couldn't stand and was constantly limping. <sighs> my heart. And then found out <laughs> she was on like three different pain medications too. Like she was on a lot of medication. Um, the vet was saying like she needed surgery. Like it was bad. Like my mom was like, no, we might actually have to put her down because even the vets were like the surgery that she would need from like her knee being in a certain way and inflamed and um, the way her bones are like she's at that age where this would be common and uh because of her size like we actually don't have a good surgery for her size if she was a bigger dog the surgery would be a perfect option for her but like it's a 50 50 chance of this surgery actually like works and helps helps her and my mom was like we're gonna put her down and i was like y'all i was crying i was going through it not in front of my mom okay not in front of my mom she can't see me weak like that because she would have made fun of me for crying over my dog and so i was just like at night crying myself to sleep over my dog holding her a little tighter and then we took her for like we took her to another vet vet said the same thing took her to a third vet the vet was like she's just fat <laughs> And when we took her to the second vet, she got more pain pills. So, like, the first vet gave her three. So, a joint to point. What, Brianna? The fuck did you just say? A joint support pill and two painkillers. Um, I don't even know why she had two different painkillers, bro. But she was limping bad. She couldn't even hold herself up. So, she was on two painkillers and one joint support. And then the second vet gave her another pill i forgot what the fourth pill was so she was on like four pills every single day every single day we had to give her all four pills and then take her to a third vet and the vet was like she's just too fat her legs can't hold her weight anymore she needs to be on a pretty strict diet <laughs> was put on the strict diet 
it's like nothing was ever wrong with her little baby is as healthy as can be she can pick herself up she can run around she runs into things she's back to running into walls not because she can't see but because she goes so fast on the hardwood floor that when she tries to turn a corner she can't catch herself so she'll just bump into the wall and keep running she's eight years old she's perfectly fine she jumps up on my bed to cuddle with me annoy me and then jumps off when she's tired of cuddling with me like she's so sassy I love it she's like her mother um but yeah I love that my dog was legit just too fat (laughs) and we were thinking about putting her in surgery and putting her down like Jesus Ugh. some problems are just such simple solutions you know what problem should be a simple solution my dating life I'm sorry there truth is it does have a simple solution I need to put myself out there more do I want to No. why I hate first dates I don't like it just because here's why I don't like dating. Hear me out. Dating's a big game of goldfish. Why? Do you have any fives? No. Go fish. Do you have any sevens? No. Go fish. And then finally you meet the person who has your five and you're so happy that they have your five. You match them. You live happily ever after. That other person meets the person with the perfect seven. You match them, live happily ever after. So it's an entire t- game of go fish. And in dating, you need to do a bunch of, like dating is a bunch of failures with one success. And now y'all, because listening back, based off of what I just fucking said earlier, bitch, bitch, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. But wait, it gets better. After a long ass rant, the next words leave my mouth. I don't know who the fuck I thought I was today. Bitch. She <laughs> she might have been going through it. In my defense, I did record this at 3 a.m. We're just going to like let go, let God, and ooh, just listen to this. Just listen to this bullshit. And ever since then, I've been living by the saying that says small steps in the right direction are better than big steps in the wrong direction. And when I met him, I was taking some pretty big steps in the wrong direction. And hitting that level of sadness again when I was already picking myself like picking myself up and dusting myself off I was like uh uh-uh I can't do this anymore because like life is just gonna happen so many bad things are gonna happen if bad things are gonna happen it better be while I'm in the middle of just like reaching for my dream life and everything that I ever dreamed of that I said I wouldn't do I'm gonna just do it and I am so grateful that I hit like the absolute rock bottom at a young age. And so thank you. Next, shout out to that boy. You know who you are. And like Loki, if you listen to this podcast, hi, how you doing? I know you miss my voice, but literally thank you for helping me change my life. And I don't care how embarrassing and cringy it is to like actually say this on the internet. I know so many people are going to be like, Brianna, you should have taken that to the grave. I should have. Girlie, we could take that back at any second now. We can edit it out. We can take it to the grave with us. We don't have to leave this in here. We really don't have to do this. What's stopping me right now, girl? I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Why didn't I? Because I am so secure in my decision and in myself that, like, I'm grown enough to admit, bruh. <laughs> um, bruh, it took a fucking heartbreak for me to finally be like, I can't do this again. Now I have a podcast. I'm a philosophy major. I'm like happily living happily ever after with some of the best friends that I have made since starting college. Like I legit accepted the fact 
that I was never going to be in a relationship or ever have college friends. Boom. Look at me now. So many college friends. More than I could freaking count. Like, I'm at the point where I'm just like, God damn, I am collecting friends like they're Pokemon. (laughs) Like, literally, gotta catch them all. The relationship part, I would not be freaking surprised if I accidentally ended up in a relationship. Although, if I don't, we're just going to pretend like we didn't hear me say that, okay? Because, like, Lisa's song is a smash. Anyways, so now that I've completely cut out all of what I just said, and you have no idea what I've been talking about, I think it's time for me to go ahead, crawl into bed, check out of this podcast episode. I actually don't even think I want to add anything here. (sighs) I don't even know where I was going about that whole thing. Why was I talking about the type of people that I like to date? A girl, I don't even know. Anyways, y'all, I'm finna check out. I'm not even gonna check out because I really don't feel tired. I'm really energized. I think I'm just gonna lay in bed and like watch shows and stuff. Ooh, I also have a hair mask in my hair. We're just gonna leave it. I'm not doing anything. I am so energized. It's not even funny. It's like not even funny. Y'all go follow me on everything. Subscribe to the Patreon. We have fun over there. Oh my gosh. I have to post pictures of me getting insomnia cookies. I haven't even posted that episode yet. So it's fine. It's fine. I really do need to get down and dirty with editing. And oh yeah, I was talking about my typing people because I was like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if I ended like my expectations of college that I like completely accepted was the fact that I'm going to leave college without a relationship or friends. And then I was like, now I have all the friends in the world that I can't count. And <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I ended college with a relationship, but like Loki, if I end college without a relationship, we're going to pretend like I didn't say that y'all. All I'm going to say is there's a specific type of fish that I kind of want that's in the sea. And ain't a lot of those fish swimming around in this area. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. (laughs) So let's all keep our expectations, though, about me graduating college without a relationship. But you know what? That's fine because I, you know what? I know there's a lot of us out there. I know there's a lot of us out there that was told, oh, you're going to find the love of your life in college. And then we graduated college and said... So what was that piece about the love of our life? I'm confusion. Where did I miss that chapter of the book? Did I accidentally skip it? Did I read ahead? What happened? It's okay, love. We'll make it through. We'll get there. I'm saying that like I graduated college already. I still have some time. I still have some time. I don't know. It's the fucking babes. I can't predict the future. I'm sorry. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. In the meantime, I love you. Thank you so much for checking into this podcast. I know I can be a little crazy, loud, obnoxious, everything else in between. But babes, you love me. You love me. So subscribe. Follow me on social media and let's have a good time. And let me stay in your life forever because I promise we're going to be besties. We're now in love and you can't get enough of me. Or I can't get enough of you because I'm your new stalker. Anyways, I'm done. That's for legal purposes. That was a joke. That was truly a joke. Not even for legal purposes. It was a joke. I'm, I need to go sleep. <laughs> Good night. We have finally reached the end of this episode. And as my own publicist, agent, manager, brand manager, all of the above, lawyer, 
this might be the episode that like it doesn't even get me canceled but the episode that makes me want to crawl in the hole from embarrassment why am i posting this because i have no other content and this podcast episode needs to be up in less than two hours thank you so much for coming to the distract me please podcast i love you so much thank you for listening please let's listen to my next episode because it's an unboxing because we all know i have the influencer dream thank you and goodbye